Welcome to Living with Victory Ministries podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Corner Cafe at 130 Soco Road in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. In a moment, Lorene and Tony Giorgio. So if life has left you kicking up dust, keep listening, keep looking up and grab your umbrella, get ready to sing in the Welcome to Living with Victory, where life isn't about waiting for the storms to pass. No, it's all about dancing in the rain with peace and joy with Jesus as your umbrella. And today we are going into part two of Can You Outswim Your Alligators? All of this is not God pushing you into the pool, all right? If you listen to part one, it's evil, it's Satan, and God is watching over you. He allows it because sometimes we need the alligators to sort of wake us up and straighten us up. We are celebrating our 39th anniversary in community service and ministry of what was Compassion Children's Foundation Incorporated, now Living with Victory Ministries. I want to bring on my co-host and my soulmate for 55 years and author, by the way, Laureen, who has written Climbing Out of Your Despair with God's Promises. Good morning, Hi, everyone. It's so good to be here. And I hope all of you have had a a week that was just something to remember in a good way. And you saw God's hand blessing you. The smallest blessing sometimes is so much more precious than the big things he gives us. No matter how many alligators may be nipping at your heels, God is right there to bless you. Now, last week, we were talking about no fear. We're doing Psalm 27. This is a Psalm of David. And you know, David was had more alligators than he needed nipping at his heel with all the wars and Saul after him and constantly fighting to preserve himself. Verses 1, 2, and 3 were from last week, I just want to remind you, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear or dread? The Lord is the refuge and stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war rise against me, even then in this will I be confident. There's such wonderful promises. Now, the rest of the verses in Psalm 27 tell about how David keeps his relationship with God alive. And I say relationship because then he is able to say those other three verses that I have nothing to fear. And that's why we want to go over this, because we want to just get rid of the anxiety and the fear that you're having, because 
those two emotions are such a waste of time and hold you back, really, when you don't need to have that fear and anxiety. This part two gives the question, is the Lord Jesus your vital need? Think about it. Is Jesus your vital need? Verse 8, okay, I'll start with verse 8 here. David is saying, you have said, he's talking to God, seek my face, inquire for and require my presence as your vital need. My heart says to you, God, your face, your presence, Lord, will I seek, inquire for and require of necessity and on the authority of your word. Now, when you're praying, it's always good to pray the scriptures. That gives you power. You're just giving God back his word and reminding him of what he had said. If you want to start there, that's a good place to start. Then he goes on in 11 to say, Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain and even path because of my enemies, those who lie in wait of me. You say, well, you know, he's trying to teach you his way. Well, in tribulations and needs and all, he died on a cross. Remember that? Jesus died on the cross. What did he say? While he's hanging there on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He did not want to be there, but he was there for obedience for his father and his love for us. And that's what kept him on that cross, because we deserve to be on that cross. We would be totally lost and no promise of heaven and seeing our friends and family again if he did not stay on that cross. And remember this, God sent him, his only begotten son, to die on the cross for us because he loved us so much. Why wouldn't he help you out of everything that you're going through and fill your needs? Why not a person, a living God, flesh and blood, came and really suffered because he loved us so much? So what makes you think he's going to turn his back? Most of the verses that are through the rest of Psalm explain how David spoke with God. He didn't speak to him. He spoke with him. And he spoke with him often because he had a very close relationship with him. Remember I said relationship. It depends on the level of relationship, how we speak to a friend or to an acquaintance. Right. He knew God. He knew that when he went to him, his words wouldn't fall to the ground empty. He knew that God would help him. To David, God was his vital need. And because of the relationship, when you've got a relationship with a person, and it's a two-way street, not a one-way street, you can talk like that back and forth, and each of you will understand. Same thing with our Lord and Savior. He knows your heart. When you're talking to God and you really get to know him, you're reading his word, you're talking to him often throughout the day. It doesn't have to be a long, formal prayer. When you're talking to God, it's really informal because he knows you better than anybody on this earth would know you. Even yourself, you don't know yourself half the time. Exactly. You really don't know what's inside until some things happen and you say, I never thought I had that in me. Verse 9, David is saying to God, God, hide not your face from me. 
turn not your servant away in anger. You who have been my help, cast me not off, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. Those are powerful words. I mean, think about the prayers that you have when you go to God when you're in trouble. You know, God just wants to hear sincere, earnest prayer with faith. He doesn't want a long <laughs> script. Well, he doesn't want religion, okay? <laughs> religion is not where it's at, you know? It's faith. It's faith in the Almighty God. It's the Lord Jesus Christ and bringing him to you as a living God, not religion. Jesus is there to hear your prayer. And David, he approached his throne at every need, every little need. When he had something that he wasn't sure of or had to go into battle or before he decided what to do, he went to God and he asked him, how do you make a decision? You're at a fork road in your life. Do I go left? Do I go right? How do, how do you want me to handle this, Lord? Do you go to him and ask him that? Because he would love for you to do that, to ask him before you took a step. And then ask him, how do you want me to handle this? Show me, give me your wisdom of what to do. The one verse in this chapter, verse 4, it explains why David felt the way he did about God. One thing, he says, have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek, inquire for, and insistently require, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence all the days of my life, to behold and gaze upon the beauty the sweet attractiveness and the delightful loveliness of the Lord, and to meditate, consider, and inquire in his temple. That's what it's all about in this life, because this life is very short. You know, even with all the battles that David fought, yes, you know, he was a success in so many things, but his main goal was to see Jesus face to face. We talk about vital need. God is as vital as breathing. We all have enemies. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Everybody on this earth has an enemy. <laughs> you just have to know where you stand and move forward. And that's why I think we're able to celebrate our 39th year. Same thing with David. He's not just a story in a book happening centuries ago. This was a living being. He was the king. And he fought battles and he ran from so many enemies like we all do. We all have them. But it's how you look. Look at it. God uses people as examples throughout the centuries for us to look at and to just see how they handled it so we can learn from that. David knew God and he knew what his purpose on this earth was for. And when he strayed with the adultery and the murder, 
He wrote a chapter in Psalms and confessed and repented through that chapter. He did pay for his sins. Oh, yes. He didn't just get off with a pardon and walk away. He paid dearly. And if you read the book of David as there in Psalms, you'll see that. If you want to make God your vital need, but you feel you're not worthy to do that, maybe your life hasn't in your eyes been perfect. Well, no Nobody's perfect because whether you look like you're living a perfect life, nobody could read your heart like God could read your heart. And sin is sin, whether it's outward or inward. Just getting on your knees or just sitting in a chair or, or driving in your car, if you're feeling like you need to say, Lord, I'm sorry for what I've done. I want to start fresh. I'm giving my life to you. And just please take me and make me what you want me to be and show me the purpose for my life while I'm down here so I can see you face to face when I get home. And thank you for dying on the cross. And that that's all you have to say, really. And you would be surprised how your life will start to take on a new dimension. And he knows your heart, so don't worry about it. He knows. He created you. And let's talk about his will just for a minute, okay? Because okay. that's where it all comes down to, yeah. that we all feel we want this or we want that. We want but the problem is that we can't see beyond the circumstance that's in front of us, but he can. And sometimes he says no to this because he knows it could get us into trouble down the road. Our motto now is his will, his way, and his timing. And that was David's motto. <laughs> yes, exactly. Lord, I think I should do this, but if you tell me not to do it, I will do it your way. And then you will find out and you live a peaceful life because everything just seems to work out. It all falls into place. Well, yeah, it does. And you know, I'm not Laureen. Laureen's faith, I mean, I wish, you know, I, I had a thimble full of her faith. I mean, I, I've been a work in progress for as long as I can remember. But I'm still here to tell you it all works out. Seek God's face and inquire for and require his presence. This is verse 8. As your vital need, you will never, ever, ever regret it. You know, I'm 75 and Tony is 79 now. We're old people. <laughs> but he has never, ever, ever failed us. Every alligator that we came across he has removed. And he does it in such a way that you stand back in awe. And all you could do is raise your hands and praise him. All of the situations we've been in, just like with you, they look like they're closing in on you and there's absolutely no way out. But that's why God is so wonderful because he makes that way out. You know, we cannot think the way he thinks. He said, my ways are not your ways. You cannot think the way I think. And, you know, we, we stay up nights trying to think, oh, maybe if I did this, or maybe if I did that, or, I, or maybe, I, yeah. And before yeah. you know it, it's like, oh, it's four o'clock in the morning. I haven't been to bed yet. Well, okay. this is a waste of time. <laughs> 
Oh. Okay, Lord, here. I should have done that in the first place. You've got it. Laureen has written a book. It's on Amazon. It's in Walmart, online. I mean, that just doesn't happen to people like us. We're just simple folk trying to do something. Never dreamed. Here it is 39 years later. Instead of folding up and closing the doors and saying goodbye, we're busier than we ever were. And I've had radiation treatment. She's had breast cancer. We've lost houses. We've lost families. There's not much left of family for us. The two of us and a, and a blessed nephew we've got. Understand, we're still here. We're on the go. If you seek God and make him your vital need, you will say, like David said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear or dread? The Lord is the refuge and stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The book that I wrote, Climbing Out of Your Despair with God's Promises, that wasn't my own idea. I know that came from the Holy Spirit because I never thought I could ever write anything. But yet when I sat down to do that book, it came from 10 messages that I had done on the podcast by myself because Tony was in the hospital at that time with sepsis. Okay. The first time around, he went in another month after that. But anyway, that book was born out of that time because it was a time when everybody was going through devastation. The purpose of the book was to be a handout. And we have been handing the books out wherever we go. Somebody mentions what they're going through. We just give them a book, you know, and hopefully it's helping them because it is filled with God's word. If you're local in our area, we have the Organic Bean Coffee Shop is carrying them. Teague, our our sponsor now, Teague's Grocery Cafe, is selling the book. Blue Ridge Books in Hazelwood. This is all local. But you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on um, Kindle. Uh, It's online. Bonds and Noble. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. (laughs) You know. It wasn't written to make money. Whatever comes in goes to the ministry. We don't take that. Yes, and Amazon wouldn't put it on free because we had to charge something to cover costs. They wouldn't let us do that. So, If you're feeling like you're falling and you feel there's, there's no way up, because I know what it's like to be in the deep, dark abyss and look up, and I have to look up to see the ground. I know what that feels like. But I know that God is the light and he is my salvation. We just want to share it so that you too do not have to live in fear and anxiety, but you can go through your problems with peace, joy, and victory. And you can contact us. And you know, we're on YouTube. You can hit the subscribe button and like us over there and we'll send these podcasts to you. Also, she now writes a column locally and this is in the Haywood vicinitus in Haywood County over here where we live and distributed. And we also have uh, something coming out in the Asheville Daily Planet, I think it is. So she's everywhere. The object is to get the word out. That's what we're here for. If you know someone who is hurting, send them to the podcast please, just so that they can get some hope. We can add you to our prayer list. 
It's livingwithvictory at gmail.com. Yes, contact us. We'd love to hear from you that we're at least helping you along a little bit. We're not the professionals' professionals, but we're learning and we're survivors. In our 70s, we're telling you we've been there, done that. So understand that. The point of all of this is we know we can guarantee he's your vital connection if you get in line with him. It's not going to pass. You're going to go through it. You're going to be able to handle it knowing you've got the creator of the universe. You've got Jesus Christ on your side and in your spirit. His grace is more than sufficient. Remember that Jesus is your vital connection and we can prove it to you. Read your Bible. Teague's Grocery and Cafe, serving Maggie Valley since 1965, with delivery now available through Grubhub. Teague's is Maggie Valley's only grocery store. They're located at 130 Soco Road near the eastern entrance of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and the Blue Ridge Parkway. Drop in for breakfast or lunch at the Corner Cafe, featuring a variety of daily specials. Teague's Grocery and Cafe is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 7 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Call 828-926-1147. Teague's Grocery and Cafe, sponsors of Living with Victory. You can become a Living with Victory Ministries patron with a monthly donation of $5 or more. Simply go to livingwithvictory.podbean.com. That's livingwithvictory.podbean.com and click on the PayPal button. Thanks for listening. So if life has left you kicking up dust, keep listening, keep looking up and grab your umbrella, get ready. Sing in the rain